You know things, I know some too. Sit right down, the will explain them to you. If there's a thing you want to explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femsplain Show. Femsplain! All right, well, hello, listeners. Hi, listeners. Um, that really cute, spiky-haired, makeup and necklaced and smart and intelligent and capable human is Diana. Good save, good save. (laughs) (laughs) And that very talented, very creative, very brave woman over there is Avalon. And this is Femsplained. That's what this is. This is Femsplained, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what, what is Femsplained? You asking me? I thought um, you knew. I, you know what? I think I could take a guess. All right, just try. Just try All right. to guess. I'll fill so in the So my gaps. guess would be that Femsplained is like a girls only clubhouse podcast where Ooh. two queer femme humans get to nerd out over something that they feel passionate about. So even though it's a girls only clubhouse podcast, that doesn't mean that people of every gender and non-gender can't listen to it. Hopefully laugh when we think we're funny, and most importantly, learn with us. This is educational. Yeah, it is educational, but it's also fun. It's like Beekman's world, but it's very important to us and very important for society to make room for these powerful, femme-led, candid conversations about our experiences, and that's what this is. That is what this is, an educational and powerful foray into the minds of queer women. That's what (laughs) happened last week when Avalon and I talked about steampunk and also cybersex and high school bands and everything else. As yeah, we well. really we really kept the steampunk content to a minimum last yeah. time. Yeah, maybe on purpose. I'm not sure. No, um, not on purpose. We just had the sillies. We but not did. today. Today we have the seriouses because it is homework day. It is. It's finals week it's on finals Femsplained. Week. And finals week on Femsplained means we are breaking from the normal format. We are not Femsplaining a part of nerd culture to one another. Instead, we are reflecting on the journey that recent episodes has led each of us on to learn more about the topics that the other person likes. Yeah. So this week, we have the Warhammer slash Mordheim topic that Avalon has had to work on and explore. And we have Saga the comic book series that I, Diana, have gotten to explore. It's true. And one of us, once again, (laughs) has had a privileged experience, and one of us, once again, has had many trials. Yeah. Well, I keep forcing Avalon to do stuff uh, as part of her homework, and Avalon keeps forcing me to just read and or watch television shows. Uh, so I, I do have a pretty pleasant experience with the homework so far. You would think that me being forced out into the world to do stuff would be like a growth opportunity, but all it's been doing is reinforcing the fact that I should stay in my house. (laughs) 
So, Avalon, why don't you talk about it a little bit? <laughs> why don't you tell me what happened when you tried to engage with Mordheim and or Wargaming? Okay. I'm sorry in advance because I, I'm going to be really negative. But mostly I'm, I mean it playfully. But sometimes I get carried away. We um, all know so the truth. Just don't, I just don't want to break <laughs> anyone's hearts. All right. So how many fucking barriers to entry for enjoying something does there need to be before it's just not worth doing it? That's my um. question. So here you've got a game with a rule set that can't even be found except on page three of Google. You've got prohibitively expensive characters that you have to buy, assemble, glue, file, prime, and paint. Before you can even play, how many hours is this? I don't even know. I hope you enjoy doing that. Then you've got a giant rule set you've got to learn and all kinds of jargon you've got to try to learn. <laughs> there's no dictionary for it. So you're filling out your character roster sheet and there's just little boxes with single letters above them with no kind of context for what those letters mean. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like, what is happening? Those are your stats. Yeah. It asks you how many word stones you have. No idea what those are. You got, if, if I didn't have a Diana, I mean, come on. Like, do you want people to play this game or not? The answer is not. They don't know. All right. The, Nobody the wants you to play this game. You have to be born knowing how to play this game. You have to have been invited into the, like, boys club that was this game when you were about 11. And that's, that's like the stepping stone to being able to play Warhammer 40k and, and games like it. Unless you somehow miraculously find like A, the time to literally like read through all of these books cover to cover to learn everything or find human beings who are nice enough to bother teaching you how to play it. Where do you um, even buy these books if you wanted to read them cover to cover? Well, for Warhammer, you could still buy everything. Everything's still open for sale. But Mordheim is, like I said, it's a dead game. It went out of production. It's uh, no longer being sold like in new copies. So that's why that one in particular is almost impossible to find. And then that video game came out, which, you know, is fine, I guess. But it drove the search for the tabletop game rules further down in the Google charts. So, all right. So, all right. So let's backtrack a little bit. After the Warhammer episode, I decided, I just love you so damn much and the <laughs> shit I went through. I decided to, you know, make my own hypothetical war band. And is that what you call them? What do you call yeah. them? Army? For in Mordheim Army. you do, yeah. In, okay. in Yeah. And um, so I went and I, I tried to, not a lot of information online that's very clearly or succinctly presented, um, but I tried to go through the different armies and match them up with like what I think that my play style tends to be in a, an RPG video game. Which is? Um, I like shooting. I like okay. either keeping a lot of distance and shooting, or I like being real sneaky and getting up close and stabbing. And I like magic. And generally speaking, I don't want any. I don't want to be something that's like evil. I mean, I could be, but it's just not what I'm drawn to. So right. what I landed on 
is an army that I can't tell if it's a real army or if it's just a supplemental army because different resources say different things. But I was just going to be the wood elves. So, That's good. So then I started trying to make my roster sheet and it was complicated and I was like, oh, I'll come back to it. And then two weeks passed and it's time for the homework episode. <laughs> So yesterday, and I, I had said this to you via like, oh no, I said it in the last podcast episode at the end of it. I had, I told you that I had considered the idea of venturing out into the real world and going to a nerd store and seeing if I could buy just a little wood elf to bring to this homework episode. So and how'd that go? Yesterday after work, you're not, I feel like you're not going to believe the experience that I had. So yes, I've I've never, you know, listeners who suffered through our first episode will know that like nerd stores are not a comfortable space for women unless you live somewhere fucking awesome like you apparently do. So I had never actually ventured into any of the nerd stores in town, but I knew the locations of three. Okay. So I started out by going to the loc- actually the same location that uh, Francis ranted about in his Mansplain Minute in the Warhammer episode. <laughs> Good. Because uh, it's the closest one to the house. I looked up the hours. Closes at 6 p.m. They all close at 6 p.m. Which That's I- super weird. Right? Isn't that yeah. not what they're for? Aren't they for like people with insomnia? Yeah, most places I know close at like two, three o'clock in the morning. I know. I, I thought it was very weird. So I so I go to this first one and now I'm kind of stressed to rush because it closes at six and um, disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting, Diana. Yeah. It, I feel like there's just <laughs> urine on the walls. There's just balls of hair everywhere. I walk into a wide open space jam packed with probably 10 to 12 tables yeah that are just they're not like set up nicely they're just heaped with terrain shit and underneath them terrain shit has been like shoved up under it and it's like spilling out the employee counter is just like stacked high with like empty mountain dew cans yeah this is coming together in in a in a way that makes a lot of sense to me and i feel like i have not i've just gone from a beautiful day outside of an in a normal strip mall with a like really cute florist next door and i've i feel like i've walked in to someone's basement and then i'm breaking and entering like i feel immediately like i should not be there no one is there Except for a tiny man hiding behind the Mountain Dew cans. <laughs> and he makes such alarmed eye contact with me that I apologize to him for being there right off the bat. That's that's what he wanted. He wanted you to apologize for coming in. And then, I know, and then I just say, I'm just going to look at your used man's case over there. Is that okay? <laughs> not like he's running a business or anything i mean i i you tell me you tell me is this guy running a business there was no merchandise there were empty shelves with like hand scrawled like scathing go here and then just nothing there around the whole place there was (laughs) there was one very tiny used man's case and it had like it had like 10 things in it, tops. I mean, it was, and most of them were not even um, Games Workshop, Warhammer, uh, yeah, Warhammer things. They were like yeah. other brands. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, great. Okay. Um, so I started, I started leaving and, and this is, so I'm, I'm a little bit socially awkward 
if that wasn't obvious, maybe very. But I always really dread the interaction that you have when you're leaving like a privately yeah. owned shop and you don't know if you should just leave or if you're supposed to say goodbye. Leaving a store after not buying anything is yeah. one of my maybe top 10 fears of all time. Yeah. But, yeah. There's, but there's nothing to buy. It clearly was just a, a space for people to play if they were fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it was nasty inside it like it would have been so easy to make it a little bit nice anyway so I don't remember if I said goodbye or not or if I just sprinted at the end yeah and ran back to my car so I sat in my car and I was just like that was the grossest and weirdest experience and it was exactly what I knew it was gonna be and like fuck everybody who ever told me that girls are comfortable in those spaces because I know it would not have been that weird if I was not a girl and ew yeah the ooh is really is really a, a common right. denominator in in those pl- places. So maybe that doesn't sound that bad, and you know maybe I'm, I'm bringing a lot of my anxiety to it. So I'm sitting in the car rationalizing it, and I say I'm gonna try one more, one more nerd store. So I drive to one more nerd store. Totally different experience. It's very clean and very nice inside. There are people there who look like normal people. Nice. And the person behind the counter is a young, attractive man. Well, here we go. All right, humans. And it's going to be good. So I walk in. I do, like, a little quick lap of the store. And I don't see any, um, any like, used case of miniatures. Which I think is, at the time, I thought was weird because I had never not seen that in a nerd store. Yeah, Also, yes. this place is called, like, Addicting Games or something like that. And it has, like a mural of like Magic the Gathering and this and that. Like I'm absolutely in the right place in my Mm -hmm. own mind. So I go up to the attractive person at the counter, ready to have a very normal conversation. I I hold up my hand like this right from the beginning. And what I'm doing is I'm like pinching my fingers to demonstrate like an inch and a half to two inch item that I'm seeking, just for clarification. And I say, do you have a case of like used or traded in individual little miniatures? And the guy who was just having a fluent conversation about Magic the Gathering with somebody else turns to me like I'm and looks at me like I'm speaking another language. <laughs> what? And he says, we don't have we don't sell used music here. And I say, nope. <laughs> <laughs> music? I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, and I continue to hold my hand up. I'm like, you know, little fighting army miniatures, like for, um, like, if I want to play Warhammer or I want to play Dungeons and Dragons, I want a little proxy person. Do you have, do you have any little people? And you're just like, we have, mm, we sell Monopoly. What is happening? (laughs) What? I do not. (laughs) Even understand what that reaction could possibly be coming from. There's no way in hell that this person doesn't know what a minifigure is. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and I just, and I feel like, what what am I doing wrong by invading this space? Like, what have I, what horrible thing have I done wrong? You know the answer, Avalon. You know it. <laughs> and so I'm still holding my fingers up. And I'm just like, no, like more like really detailed little. And then he cuts me off and he goes, I swear to God, Diana, he goes, do you mean miniatures? I said miniatures. I, oh. I, I don't know what happened. 
I don't know what was happening, but the interaction felt like it went on for six minutes. Because he was not listening to you until like more than halfway through that conversation. That's what was happening. You walked up and he was like, oh, you're in the wrong place. Whatever you're saying. No, sorry. We don't have music here. Like he was not. This is amazing. This is unreal. Okay. Please. What happened I felt so safe in this space because everyone looked so clean. And so then I'm like, <laughs> like floored for a second, but they're like, yes, miniatures, please, God, let me, let, let this end. <laughs> please yeah. let this end. And he's just like, mm, they're kind of scattered around end caps and in the middle of aisles. <laughs> okay. But we don't have any used or traded in ones. It's just the assembly boxes. Okay. So then I feel like I need to like pretend like I'm looking around again for them. And there's none. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. There's just, it's mostly just, it's a Magic the Gathering story, it turns out. It's, it's specifically for Magic the Gathering. Yeah. that There's which, been a, a real turn in, in the tide of yeah. nerd gaming and Magic the Gathering has taken over. <laughs> I had no idea, but who the fuck yeah. leases a space and doesn't have both of those things? Like, they I mean, I just guess don't ma- make that they don't make money off of uh wargaming anymore. Oh, all right. People buy it all online, um, oh. and Magic the Gathering, you have to pay to enter the competitions that they have in the store, and the store turns a profit from that, from buying your seat at their tables, plus the like all the soda and shit that people yeah. buy while they're there. Yeah, Magic the Gathering has become the the primary What a fucking money scam. Maker. I never want to mm. do a femsplain about Magic the Gathering. No, if we do a femsplain about Magic the Gathering, it's going to be how Magic the Gathering has destroyed my love of gaming stores. It has destroyed nerd culture, and it has ruined my life. And okay, it'll be cool. that dramatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So I'm walking around the store just kind of pretending to look at them because I just like that whole interaction was very draining for me. And I'm sure people would say, you know, like that or he seems like he was the one who was having social anxiety, was having a difficult interaction. Like I, that was a hard interaction for me to pretend like I was cool with because I wanted to be like, blah, 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 blah. no he absolutely was not interested in hearing what you had to say the first the second you came up to him because there's no chance he didn't he wouldn't have known exactly what you were talking about blew my mind no so so i'm walking around this place and i discover an like an open doorway to a whole nother space that's the same size which is obviously the actual gaming space it's also Mm -hmm. really nice in there i don't know shit about magic the gathering but i'm assuming you don't play like solitaire but everybody at these tables playing magic, it was just one person per table. Does that make sense to anybody? Um, they might have been like doing like practice decks and like organizing their decks. I'm saying decks okay. with an E, and I um, I just want to clarify also kind of it. Organizing their decks, they're so kind of organizing. You know, you need to get them in line. Um, <sighs> you know, it, it, I guess they do a lot of like prep for making sure your deck is. The best deck. I can relate to that because I used to, you know. Play Pokemon. Play Pokemon competitively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I do that shit at home. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. Anyway, it's fine. So I walk into this space (laughs) and I walk into the space with just a little bit too much momentum because suddenly I'm in the middle of the room and all of them turn up their faces (laughs) towards me. (laughs) Like raptors. (laughs) Yeah. They are. And they they, nerds are, are raptors. They are not yeah. clean looking. They are not like the store. They are like real, real basementy. 
I swear to Christ, Diana, one of them starts clicking. Like, <laughs> to get my like a, like Like a raptor might. Yeah, sure. Like a sure. raptor might. And sure. I don't want to turn my back to the other raptors, but I turn and he's just like, hey, how's your day going? In a way where I'm like, do I know you? <laughs> but I know I don't know you. And then I was like, do you work here? And I looked at him like, I don't think you work here. I have had exactly that same interaction in every instance that I've walked into a gaming store. <laughs> yeah. So I just like very yeah. sincerely and like equally friendly was like, yeah, my day is going great. Awesome. Thanks. As I ran <laughs> outside. Good. Smart call. And I went and sat in my car and I said, what the fuck has happened to gaming stores? How many gaming stores do you have to go to to just find one miniature figurine from Warhammer, which I thought was like taking over the fucking world circa five years ago? No. <laughs> no. And I hated it. And then I said to myself, Avalon, you know, there's one more in this town and you love Diana so much <laughs> and it's two blocks away. So I go to this other place that I think is going to potentially have used stuff and um, I walk in and it feels like somebody's basement also, but it feels like somebody's like dad's basement or maybe like a magical bookstore. Like it's kind of like dark and whatever, but it's, and it's a little cluttered, but in a fun way. Okay. And mostly it just has tons and tons and tons and tons of board games. Like really intense, bizarre 80s used board games. Oh, okay. And I'm like kind of, I'm, I'm immediately like, they're okay, they're not going to have the right stuff. But like, I'm kind of digging it. So I walk in and like a normal fucking person, the guy behind the counter says, hi, anything in particular you're looking for today that I can help you with? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What weird planet was he born on? I don't know, but he was like in his 50s. So I'm thinking like maybe he just had more time to learn how to work in a store. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm just like, in my mind again, I don't think they're going to have it. But like, at least I could just like renormalize what it is to be a human being right now and not get chased by raptors and not have to deal with like the creeping dwarf behind the Mountain Dew cans. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I'm looking for for miniature figurines, you know, preferably like pre-painted kind of used ones. And he was totally into it. He's like, yep, we got a, we got a rack right there. They weren't Warhammer, but it was fine. And then in the RPG section, we have the pre-painted ones. And I say, that is exactly what I'm looking for. Thank you. Wow. So I spend 20 minutes trying to find what the fuck the RPG section is. <laughs> because this place is like a maze. Like it's just got like corners and whatever. And the deeper into it I get, the more it smells like Chinese food <laughs> in a way that makes me feel like maybe I'm starting to go back into another business and maybe this place is back to back with a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> that could be true. Or if you find the Chinese food, you get a prize. <laughs> I did think about that. Um, <laughs> And the games, like the board games just got older and older, the deeper and deeper that I got into it. Never found the RPG section. Came back out, looked at the the original wall he was talking about, and they were like Dungeons and Dragons, like brand sort of little miniatures. So they were miniatures meant more for like that kind of thing. Yeah, I use them interchangeably all the time. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I, I looked at them and there was, um, there's like an, 
an elf rogue. And I was like, that could work. Yeah. Hell and yeah. And it's a two pack. And I was like, yeah, like, I'll get one to be like fall. And I was like, oh, it'll be a throwback yeah, to fall. fall. I'm like, all right. So, but before I pick this up, I'm just going to walk around, look at the board games just to see what else is there. Cause it's kind of fun. And I'm going to like bolster up my bravery to ask him one more time, like where maybe those prepaints were. So I did that and I asked him and he was like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I didn't mean that they were like used ones. I just meant there's like pre-painted figurines back there. And he took me back there and showed me like they were just action figures. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, I knew I know what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah, it was like there was like a Legolas. Yeah, like in the packaging. So, you know, whatever. Communication breakdown. Not the worst part of the day. I go, I pick up the half-elf, or not the half-elf, just the elf rogue, a uh, little double pack uh, from the shelf, and I go to check out. Oh my god, what? N- now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been pl- I've been listening to Critical Role a lot, trying to catch up, right? Right. And so, I've had my headphones on me all the time, because I'm trying so hard to catch up. Um, so I don't have my headphones on in the store and I don't have them playing music, but I do have them resting around my neck. They're like over the ear, Bluetooth, like big headphones. And so as he's ringing me up, he says, are those headphones Bluetooth? And I said, they sure are. And he was like, my girlfriend got a pair of Bluetooth Beats headphones for free when she moved into her apartment as like part of the lease deal. And I said, that's great. Look at this small talk we're making right now. This is normal and good and he said she's so bad at technology i asked her if they were wireless she had to look at them for a while and say i guess so she didn't even know what bluetooth headphones were and i said ha 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 well until recently they were pretty prohibitively expensive so i don't think a lot of people knew what they were ha 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 why is it taking so long to bring this up (laughs) oh no reaches out to touch them on my neck Oh, God. Yeah, it's always something. It's it's always something. (laughs) And then he says, can I ask you, Uh, uh. do you ever wear them, even when you're not listening to anything over your ears, to avoid harassment? Oh, I'm asking because I'm trying to find ways to get around women's blockades (laughs) to harassment. (laughs) And I, I thought that was a very weird question. I mean, the answer is yes, but like, that just seemed like he had some insider knowledge of being a woman that like, I didn't feel comfortable with him having, you know? And I was just so taken aback and I was like, you know, yeah, actually, you know, most of the time if they're on my ears, I'm listening to something, but like, if I'm in a weird situation and the battery is dead, like, yeah, I might just wear them so that I could ignore people like yelling out at me. And then also when you ignore people yelling out at you and you have headphones on, they don't get like pissed and start screaming at you for walking past them. They generally understand that you have headphones on. Yeah. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. And so he says, That's, or, I got to tell my girlfriend that she should wear it for that. Cause she's always walking around downtown getting harassed. And she is, she is. And then he like gets, oh, no, he, he gets no, this no, far no. away look in his eyes. He goes, no. she's much younger than me. And she oh. is this cute little gorgeous thing oh no 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 no! and then he says she's also so fake just like you (laughs) 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 one thing to ring up it was (laughs) 4.99 
<laughs> Avalon, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I felt be... safe. I, you lulled me into a sense of safety in my third nerd store. I'm so sorry, but um, but also like that's that's just how it is. <laughs> like that's and just, I just oh god, the whole mm. thing, just the whole the and then you know, like I got out of there and it was done and whatever. But the whole thing, the like fucking trilogy of these men in these spaces, making me feel weird. Like I will never ever allow somebody to tell me that I am being weird about feeling uncomfortable in those spaces. Oh, no. No one should ever tell you that you're... It doesn't feel like you're in a normal store or in a normal world. No. Like, you feel like you walk into those places completely naked, no matter what you're wearing, or that you walk into those places with, like, a fucking third head growing out of your second head that's growing out of your first head. Yeah. So, anyway, I did all that for you, and it made me mad. I know I just talked for probably a long time straight. So, yeah, so I bought the little rogue elves... And then I, I started working on my army, but it was hard. And that's my homework. I'm sorry that you had that experience, Avalon. So. But I'm not shocked. <laughs> no. You know, it's, it's just nice to, to be validated, I guess. And to know it, my decision to never go into nerd spaces is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And also, who calls me a little thing? Oh, God. Infantilizing I mean, gross that people. Gross, but I am like really not little. <laughs> Avalon's tall, everybody. Um, <laughs> I'm tall and I'm like, you know, voluptuous, substantially built. <laughs> yeah. I just the little thing really threw me. Uh, yeah, that's um, but also gross, but also gross. logistically just a weird choice. It's because he didn't actually see you standing there. <laughs> I feel like I was taller just, than him. <laughs> You I feel like I could have like broken him in half with my thighs in a non-sexual I w- way. Wish in, like, a you kung had. Way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In a WWE. In a WWE uh, way, not in like a fetishist <laughs> way. I already regret saying it. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Well, how did your warband turn out, though? I didn't get very far. I got mad about how confused I was. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna work on it. But I want to see pictures but I did of get your it started. elf rogue. Okay, it's not painted. All right, that's okay. All right. Well, I did because I was so excited that it could be fall. And I was just like, all right, Avalon, it was scary enough to come up with one thing. Just go with what you know. I did name my warband Paul's <gasps> Fallen. Because would so Even though it's a totally different verse, the storyline would not make sense for her to be there. I just, it made me feel more comfortable to like have a little bit of a throwback to an earlier episode. It could episode. totally make sense. She could totally be a bounty hunter. But, like, she could be, instead of, like, going after people and, like, assassinating them, she could be, like, get, like, be paid to get people uh, from one planet to the next if we put fall in a sci-fi context. Oh, I just want to put fall in everything because I'm just so proud of her for existing. I'm proud of her, too. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I did, so, like... I feel like maybe if I had a book and not just some websites that were a compilation of information about it, I might have gotten a little further because there Mm. just wasn't really whenever something was unclear, there wasn't really something else to refer to. Yeah. And also, I think I started getting a little bit anxious about second guessing the strategy. So I can't I don't know about other war armies or war bands, um, but specifically for Wood Elves, uh, it's a, a max 12 characters. Yeah. And five heroes. Mm-hmm. 
maybe that's standard. But I just I just had a hard time knowing which heroes I should choose because the heroes had very different specialties. Yeah. Like, they're really cool, like, sword dancer people, apparently, that are, yeah. like, I read that are, like, hard to play, but if you play them well, they're really good. But mostly everything else is shooting. Seems like not a lot of magic is happening. But they have great bonuses to longbows. It's rare It's rare to have more than one magic user. Okay. In a warband, so that's normal. Because um, the description of the mage that they offered for the heroes was, like, the, it was like, this mage is just learning to be a mage. And I was like, why would I choose that? Why are you specifying They that? all are. Oh, they okay. all are. It's just fluff. Okay. It's just, it, okay. yeah, it's just fluff. They all, every, when you're a level one warband, you will have one spell, and that is your spell. And then as you level up, you get more spells. It's a shame spell. because part of me actually kind of started getting excited about it. <sighs> and then these confusing, I know, the rules are not written. They're not written in a clear or concise way. And I feel like no. fluff should be second priority after clarity. I'll like give yeah. me clarity and then give me fluff. Don't give me vagueness and then also fluff. Yeah. yeah. No. It because it's being written for with the assumption that you already know how to play this game. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's yeah. it's it, that's how the rule book is is written. Yeah. So maybe mm. I feel like maybe the content of the word the actual rule book would be more clear than the websites I found. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, that's up for debate. Okay. I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, well, Avalon, I'm really proud of you for doing this uh, very scary and very, very uh, reasonably intimidating thing because it is. And and I know that. I, I just wish I had something to show for it. But there apparently a- are no Warhammer stores in this town. There's like fuck tons of nerd stores, but no Warhammer. Any any time that I've had a good experience walking into a gaming store, I have been surprised. So that is, I'm not. I will tell you that your your experience yesterday was normal. It, <laughs> it made Grim seem like really really awesome and chill. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, <laughs> I, I, although Grimm's Grimm's improved a little bit, I, I will I will say, I okay in in its way. It was a rough um, it was a rough place for me to walk into yeah. six or seven or whatever years ago. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so you did that, and I'm very sorry because you had a very terrible experience. I I just glad had I got the to best process it. <laughs> experience. You had a good experience. I had the best experience. I Can I say, obviously, like, just in keeping with tradition, I didn't dress up, but intended to. And I was going to dress up as Marco, because in my heart, I hoped you were going to dress up as Alana. And I thought it would be really cute if we surprised each other. But then I didn't do it. But I just want yeah. you to know that that, like, kind of happened in my mind. In your head. All right. You know what? <laughs> I'm. It's nice. Uh, but I did wear wings. I know. For this episode. I uh, just <laughs> wear horns. I wish that you had, but I, I fall, understand. I fall asleep. That's okay. <laughs> it was it's a okay. really, it was a really busy week for me. I swear to God. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. It's, it's Tuesday morning, so okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. Mean, I mean the last five days, not like oh, the okay. calendar week. Yeah. Um. No, I understand. So my homework was to read Saga, which is my new favorite thing on this earth. It checks every box. It checks every box. I love it so much. I'm going to be, I I haven't, I haven't caught up to the the end yet. And I, I 
kind of don't want to because I'm I'm not going to be okay when I do get all the way to the end and then have to wait in real time for hard. updates. That's not going to go well for me. I lo- it's not. I'm serious. Yeah. I love this so much. I don't usually get with with movies and TV shows it's a little different. I can get attached to characters pretty quickly in books and even comic books like it usually takes me a really long time to feel invested in whatever the characters like who the characters are like I could get invested in the plot but the characters themselves usually takes me a while and I think that the art is to blame for how quickly I got like ride or die obsessed with both Alana and Marco Alana's face when uh, she sees Hazel for the first time. Marco's face when, like, when they're like getting, uh, getting attacked, like moments after she's born. Like, I their facial expressions are so real to me, and I am super invested. Yeah. From like, uh, from like ten pages into the first book, you told me a lot, but you didn't tell me a lot as well, which is <laughs> great. Okay. But. Good. Oh my God. So Marco's uh, planet, uh, uh, Wreath, and like their their magic that they have, mm-hmm. you told me that it was word magic, but you didn't tell me that it's fucking component magic. Like he needs, it's so cool. I might it's not so know co- what that is. <laughs> okay, so like uh, 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 in like Dungeons and Dragons, like you, mm-hmm. you have certain type of magic users who can like cast with like a wand, and they can like mm. just make magic appear out of nowhere. You have word magic, where somebody can like say a phrase and make uh, magic happen. Yeah, and then you have wizards who need like components. They need a word. They uh. need an item. They need uh. a gesture, uh, and they mix them together to make the magic happen. He needs a component in each one to go along with his word to make the magic happen, which is so much more high stakes. It's so cool. I love it. I'm like really also into that type of that school of magic that uh, you can't just make happen out of nowhere. You need things. It takes away some of the ease of spell casting in fantasy. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. The, sorry, I'm like, I'm excited. Um, I, your, your energy is infectious. Also, I just like my coffee just hit me. Good. I'm <laughs> hyped as hell. So also the, 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 the rings, the rings that Alana and Marco have that allow them to speak to each other uh-huh. <laughs> are Marco's ex fiance's grandparents' wedding rings. <laughs> like, just so That's you right. know. Yeah. Um, That's harsh. <laughs> yee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But also, their romance is, here's something that's, like, super exciting to me, yeah. is that their romance, Marco and Alana, is my favorite alignment pairing in fiction ever, mm-hmm. but gender-swapped. So... It's my my very frequent favorite. I always get attached to the lawful good and the chaotic good character falling in love. But it's always the rogue chaotic good man and the goody two-shoes lawful good good woman. Oh, yeah. 
Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor, uh, the Captain Mal and Inara, the um, Princess Leia and Han Solo, all of those characters, it's always the guy that's the like, I'll do whatever I have to you know, ca- uh, character, but Marco is the one with the strict code and the heavy conscience. Yeah. And Alana is the one that's like, fuck you, come near my family again. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's gun a in point. your face. Yeah. I am in love with that. And that, I feel like that's so well typified in the like story arc where he's a stay at home dad. Oh God. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, oh, I'm sweating thinking about how much I love this romance already. <laughs> And Isabel, I'm loving because, like, you had told me that she became her babysitter, but you didn't tell me that she's, like, magically imbued to Hazel, which is so cool. And I don't really know where that's going yet, um, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, And, oh, my God. And then you have the bounty hunters, which I'm really, I really am here for, first of all, I will tell you that the will and Lion Cat, and I, I'll die on this hill. They are best friends. There's, yes. it's that's their partnership. Yeah. They're not, they're, they're not just colleagues. You're right, you're right. He like argues to try to get Lion Cat into the sex planet. Yes, <laughs> it's like, it's like Lion Cat has to come with me. Like it's his bro. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Lion Cat's gonna miss all the titties. We need to get, <laughs> we need to get him in. That word, Diana, we talked about it. I know. Sorry. It's all um, right. I liked it in that context uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so, uh, so they're best bros. And best I bros. am super here for the bounty hunters really being portrayed as, like, morally neutral. Yeah. Which is, I feel like you could only be if you were a bounty hunter. Like, if you remotely had some sort of like strong alignment you wouldn't be able to just take whatever random jobs like assassinating people yeah um and often like bounty hunters and like like the bounty hunter and firefly is really like portrayed as he's given like this evil i feel uh, like bounty hunters are usually either heart of gold mm-hmm then they're about to not become bounty hunters anymore or yeah they are an evil person who has this sort of neutral alignment job as an excuse to get to kill people or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the will, the will is coming off very lawful neutral to me and I am here for it. I'm into it. Where, where are you in the series? I I mean, I, I'm still, I'm still pretty early on. I'm at issue seven where I'm just learning like about Marco's backstory, I guess childhood. So no, I'm not like, I'm not like, I didn't, I didn't, Go completely crazy the way that no, I sometimes do and read the entire thing. Not say things. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I think that's a good space for you to be at for this podcast because if you were like super far, there's a few like time jumps, and so potentially be a lot of spoilers for listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I am. Um, did I spoil like, the stay-at-home dad part? You did, but that's fine. Sorry. I don't. I really don't care. That's not going to change anything for me. You're I, right. That, I mean, it's the point. It's the journey. I mean, you yeah. told me about the TV heads and the and also I want to be called Prince Robot Ivy. Like mm-hmm. I just I want that to be my new name. <laughs> like and oh god, what else? I feel like I have so much else that I wanted to say and oh, I don't I'm even sure. know 
what other, it was. I'm trying to think what other characters are hanging around at that time. I love um, Isabel. Yeah. I lo- I really love Isabel. I love her snark. I love that. I, for some reason, I just, I love that she talks in pink. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we just, I, I, we just met uh, Marco's parent, uh, grandparents, parents. I think parents. Yeah. Parents. Um, so I haven't really gotten to know them yet. Okay. Have they talked about like the book at all? Like the, the plot? Yeah. I'm, oh my God. I'm so, oh, uh, and they, so, so basically we just, we've been hearing about the book for like three issues now. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince Robot Ivy has been reading it and obsessing over it because it was Alana's like favorite book when she was a prison guard and, Wow. See, oh, now I'm Marco. Avalon. Now you're Marco. <laughs> Avalon has a, what? what is that like? Because I can't not think of Elmer Fudd's Kill the Wabbit. That's what um, it is. But, it's like a Viking horned helmet. Yeah. But it's heavily glittered. Yeah, you're glittered now for the rest of the day. Oh, shit. Probably the right. rest of the week. I'm sorry. Francis glittered it himself. He did a great job. He really did a great job. His glitter skills are, I mean, enviable. He really likes glitter. I don't. He does. Oh, I love, I love glitter. I have several tubes of it just sitting <laughs> nearby. No, it's definitely like the, the thing that makes me bad at burlesque is that I don't like glitter. Back to Saga. But now, but now we've gotten to the point where he reached the end of the book, Prince Robot Ivy, and saw oh. the author. And so now he's like on their trail again. Are they on the way to the office? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the tree, in the tree ship. In the tree which ship. Which I love. I, I love that the tree ship is like the, what's the random drive thing called in, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? <laughs> like, Oh, shit. I don't remember, but I know what you're um, <laughs> Yeah. But you could just, you just wind up wherever it feels like, and like you can make a suggestion, but. You, it might not listen to you. <laughs> is that the improbability drive? Is, or is that oh, yeah, that, that's thing? what I was... Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of the improbability drive. But, um, um, yeah, I like the tree. The tree helped me feel like this is, like, the least sci-fi sci-fi. This is the most fantasy sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fantasy in space. That's fine. I'm, I'm excited I'm really about... So the, the author planet is where they meet a character that I really like that feels like it's just a total minor character but ends up becoming, like... A part of the gang and that's the little seal <laughs> that I like so much oh my god so I need you to meet that little seal I am gonna meet the seal because <laughs> I'm gonna continue to read this in in rapid fire yeah um, you know I mean take your time I I rapid no. fire consumed it and then regretted it because now oh. I'm waiting yeah. yeah you know I do I have a, a book l- club thing starting after this week with, the fuck is that? Uh, so Andrew does like a book club on top of the fact that we do oh, our I little like writing yeah. thing. Um, and I couldn't do it this month because they're meeting in the middle of the week and I work late at night. But I do I do need to like space out the... I have my hand oh. in so many pots. <laughs> I'm worried my, that you're putting your hand in too many pots as somebody who puts their hands in too many pots. Yeah, my hands are in all the pots. I, I, I want to... I want to do nothing but read Saga. I also want to do nothing but write Dungeons and Dragons content. Oh, no. I also want to read six books. 
So like I there's just so much happening. So I'm going to try to like space out the 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 things that I do and like make sure I make time to like yeah. have varied content in my life. I need in, you to make sure you're able to exercise to like say no when it when things become too much and not feel guilty or beholden to other people's expectations for creative projects, including this podcast. Including my own, my own pressure that I put on myself. No, yeah, and I'm I'm only saying that as somebody who can go way too far in signing up for things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm going good so far. I just need to, like, what I don't like is then when I, like, dip my hands in too many pots and then I forget about one of the pots entirely and then I feel like I've missed out on something because I went too much. It's nerd FOMO. Yeah, well, Avalon... We learned a lot. Shit, are you done talking about Saga? You need to talk about Saga some more. I want to talk about Saga for the rest of the day. So, okay, I'm trying to think of, like, there was there was something else that I wanted to say about Saga. Is Alana your favorite? Is that why you dressed up as her? Or is it just something that was an easy dress up? Well, I happen to have wings, and I yeah. don't own any horns. So that, <laughs> that certainly helped. You just have a perfect haircut um, also. But I also really love Alana. Mm. I really, really do. In my, she speaks in the in Lana from Archer's voice in my head when I read her, and I don't know if it's because of the similarity of their names or if they're drawn similarly. But I always hear that voice actress. I mean, I I I don't hear any particular voice in her in when I read her, and I think maybe it's because I'm I'm projecting myself onto her already oh <laughs> yeah I'm yeah I, I love her alignments yes I'm the chaotic good and you're oh, no. good I'm not oh no good. I'm neutral no you're not you're neutral good yeah is Whoops. there a neutral good character so far maybe Isabel yeah okay I'm Isabel. yeah I like um, that we got to find a way to make you a good Isabel cosplay yeah, that'd be fun. I, I would honestly be down to cosplay almost any character from it because they're all just really unique and fun and weird in their appearance. I had a really fun conversation with Francis the other day at a restaurant where no one had ever really like explained to him that the alignment, like what it is. Oh, yeah. And so like we really went through and learned it and he was really excited to learn it. That's awesome. I want to hear because there's so many good ways to explain it. And I I, I usually I mean, I, I rely too heavily on pop culture references to whenever I have to explain the alignment chart. Yeah. Well, his um, thing was, I guess, just that he like is always seeing like memes and, and he doesn't really understand what they mean. But like just seeing him put it together was was fun for me. It was that's delightful. really awesome. I think that he I love is. That neutral lawful which is kind of the worst but i think that that's what he is neutral lawful you think yeah, yeah. i mean you know him better than i do so <laughs> i trust you but that seems that seems way too i that's what i straight laced for <laughs> that seems but that really okay so that makes a lot of sense for professional francis professional francis uh. is kind of like a by the books butthole but hmm. when i think about like eagle island francis chaotic neutral yeah, chaotic neutral sounds right. Because How can you be both? Does that just you, does he just you absolutely that makes sense because if you don't if you aren't following the same code all the time, yeah. then you're chaotic. Like if you're not either always bad or like if you're not always wild or always or like always straight laced, then you're 
in here. He's somewhere. just like in half of his life, he's like the purest bureaucrat. But like, what if you have? I mean, if you have like a Jekyll Hyde character, then you can allow for them to be two. And I think that might be if what they're we're literally at here. two different people, like uh, a Jekyll and Hyde. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's fine. We call if, them Francis and Dominic. <laughs> Dominic is lawful neutral. Yeah. Francis is chaotic neutral. Maybe. Talk to me about true neutral. True neutral might be actually more like what we're saying Francis is. Yeah. True, just where you, your your ever-shifting goals are really the only ones you have and not a moral goal. And your actions may be lawful sometimes, may be chaotic sometimes, but will always be in the pursuit of whatever your goal happens to be at that moment in time. <laughs> All right, let's go with that. Yeah, let's okay. go with that for Francis. I'm just True picturing, neutral. so for example, you know, like sometimes Francis has to like evict people for his job. My God. And he's like really not affected by it. <laughs> but then also like, I've seen him go to the beach and dig an eight foot hole and throw people in it with no concern for the fact that they are actually going to be hurt. <laughs> I can't wait to go camping with you. Uh, just <laughs> let me say that again. I got so find excited. There's a um, video of him trying to ambush me and throw me in a hole. And I was like wise to it because he was making growling noises. Um, Mike was not wise to it though. And so Mike (laughs) got thrown in the hole. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Good. Okay. So can't wait to go camping. So excited. I I will have you know that I've been building up my med kit and we've never had one of those. So that's pretty Yeah. I have a very, very well stocked official med kit that I am bringing and we will be just using it, the I'm sure. The bloody trail of, at the Chinese food restaurant. <laughs> so after we go camping every year, after like five days of not eating real food and just being sad, um, we go to a really shady Chinese buffet. <laughs> and Francis had stepped on a wine bottle a couple days prior and was just bandaging it with like a ball of like diapy wipes and duct tape. And then putting it in a shoe. And then when we went to get seconds at the Chinese buffet, I saw like a, a trail of bloody footprints because he had been bleeding out through his shoe. Sure. <laughs> and I was really embarrassed. And I tried to clean it up. And all the, the people who worked at the Chinese restaurant were like, no, no, we need to clean it. And I was just like, no, I really feel like we need to clean this. <laughs> That's it. I'm so excited to go camping. I will be bringing lots and lots of bandages and other things. I don't think um, anyone got hurt last year except for like a sprained ankle. What's your I, name going to be for your shirt? Do I get a shirt? Everybody gets a shirt. Yeah. What? Yeah. Every, but I'm I not like, I'm not like a part of things yet. Oh, it doesn't I, matter. I, People who are even less a part of things get a shirt. You just, if you go, you get a shirt. Oh, well, and I don't you really get to have a nickname. what it says across the back. I know, but I think yours should have something to do with first aid. <laughs> that's fair. I'll just... Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very fair. Yeah. I feel maybe, like, like maybe just first aid. <laughs> yeah, first aid. <laughs> the medic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. So, okay. So we have the femsplained alignment ch- chart is... Oh, I am neutral you're good. Neutral good. I'm chaotic good. Francis, Francis is true neutral. Francis true neutral. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Very good. Yeah. Excellent. I, I'm skewed, I guess. 
that's not your average. Uh, well, your average. Your average podcast party party <laughs> lineup. Uh, yeah, I'm really into it though. Oh, um, you're drinking out of your I Love New York mug again. I see. It's because all my other dishes are dirty, which oh, is something I feel hmm. like you can relate to. I wow. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, Diana, are oh. you excited? After this episode, we're going to go back to femsplaining to each other. Do you know what you're going to femsplain to me? Don't tell the listeners. I'm just asking if you know. I do. Do you you're know? up next. Do you know what you're going to femsplain at me? I'm really torn. I know you are. Yeah. I've got like four that like I really want to do. It doesn't well, really matter what? what I do, though, because mine are always the ones no one listens to. But I don't care. Not my topics true. are always... I think that my episodes are, you know, just as good and funny or whatever. But my topics, I feel like people don't click on, which is fine. Hey, listeners. Hey, click listeners. on Avalon's topics. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to come at you with my fists. My chaotic good fists. <laughs> Hit you in the face. Oh, But you know what, Avalon? I got a lot of resting to do. Before I get ready to femsplain, so I think we've gotta gotta, we gotta go. get the fuck out of here. We're done. We gotta get out. We're all. It's over. I gotta go do all kinds of stuff. I gotta actually go to work. Yeah, uh, I gotta actually <laughs> go to life. Also, that's what happens with these morning podcasts. Although I do think that it's a nice way to start it, the day. Yeah, it puts me in a good mood before I hit the ER. Before you hit the um, streets. Before it may. So in the meantime, yeah. how can you contact us? Please contact us. Talk to us. It's so Well, lonely. have we gotten any emails <laughs> since last week? We we got one more. Was it? And it, it was from the same person oh, that emailed us last time, I which I really appreciate. Aaron was good, and he clarified that his his superpower, he would like to have both of our superpower suggestions. So, yes. But, so the Inside Out one and the Alex Mack Silver Puddle one, he wants them both. That, so, sounds, that sounds like it's going to look yucky. It is. Not that the inside out thing by itself wasn't already horrific. I know, but picture that horror and then picture someone melting into something. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Awful. It's, it's too much. Um, but you know what? Eric and Aaron can have it. Oh, shit. Okay. So the way that Aaron got in touch with us twice, like the best of cats, um, is that he emailed us at femsplainedpodcast at gmail.com. Typically... Our other fans <laughs> will get in touch with us at Femsplain Podcast on Instagram or Femsplain Podcast on Facebook or Femsplain Cast on Twitter. Maybe less. Nice that job. one's the least, I think. And Ooh. you can rate and review us on iTunes when you listen to us there. Or on Facebook, yes. even, my, or anywhere. That'd be oh, great. Oh, 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 I want to give a shout out because one of my new friends from grad school listened to her first three episodes. As far as I can tell, she is totally not a nerd, even a little bit, but was inspired by you to like kind of think about D&D character creation. So I think you might have fully converted a normal person to nerdiness. Um, yes, that is my dream. That's all I want. And I was just so happy. So I want to shout out to Kaisa. Thank you, and 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 point that new nerd in my direction if you if she wants to learn how to make yeah you characters. totally have time for that. Uh, I will put my hand in another pot. <laughs> <I will. laughs> um, uh, the last way you can get in touch with us or follow us is at our blog femsplain.wordpress.com. I have really big plans and intentions for this blog, but so far it's mostly just sitting there. 
Uh, but yeah. one day, I think it's going to be a real thing one of these days. I've just had it's a gonna, lot going on. It's going to pop up it's out gonna, of nowhere and you're going to want to be ready for it. I have so it. many, believe it or not, in addition to talking for 90 minutes a week at you, um, I have so many other nerd things throughout the week that I really want to talk about. And I feel like that's the place for it. But then I just don't have the energy. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Avalon, I got to go. Uh, take off these wings and put on a suit because it's work time. Well, Diana, I gotta go take off this suit and put on some wings because it's work time for me too. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.